This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Reed. I am the Director of Instructional Technology here at the Hawthorne District 73 in Vernon Hills, Illinois. And Karen's over here as well. Hi, good morning, everyone. First of all, thanks to the PTO. They brought the district office some Starbucks today. Teacher Appreciation Week. Way to go, teachers. We appreciate you. I've had way too much coffee already. And... (laughs) I'm seeing that the sun is breaking up, mm-hmm. so yay, yay, double whammy here. So, Karen, just a quick tip for you podcast listeners. Karen has had a lot of coffee, so if you typically listen to your podcasts at like 1.5 or 1.25, you might want to slow it down exactly. this time, otherwise it's going to sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Hey! Yeah. Uh, we have got a great topic for you do. today. We, uh, Karen and I have been talking about this, and, and we just as we were brainstorming more ideas, mm-hmm. we're like... This, yeah, this is, is this is so good. This is such mm-hmm. a good topic. Um, so today uh, we're on the E of drive. So everyone. So we're talking about um, how to incorporate more equitable and inclusive practices mm-hmm. uh, in our schools. And so today's topic, we want to talk a little bit about social capital uh, for children and students. Um, such an important topic, and I think it's one that while we do. I think while we touch on this in little silos here mm-hmm. and there, it's not one that I think across the board, I don't know if we give as much attention to as it really needs. Right, and so. as we've talked about, mm-hmm. so many of our experiences have been because we've known someone yeah. or we were able to do something. And as we talk about equality and access, this is one that, and it's not hard to, to tap into this. Right. So that we need to be thinking as instructors, as um, educators who give children different opportunities, this is one that we can act on mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. So John, tell us, what is social capital? Yeah, For those so, listeners who yeah, may not so, know. So to define social capital, what we mean when we say that is it's the, and we're talking specifically about students mm-hmm. today, um, it refers to the resources, the connections, the support that children could access and benefit from through their social networks. Um, it involves development of relationships, trust, cooperation, shared values among students, teachers, parents, and the broader community. So basically this is what are the tools you have at your disposal through your networks? Mm-hmm. As adults, like we all have networks as adults. Um, we were just, we were chatting before we started recording. I said, I feel like, you know, I, I ultimately got the jobs because I had the skills to be able to do the jobs, but I feel like nearly every job I've ever had was because I got my foot in the door because I knew someone. Right. Like I knew or your somebody, dad knew someone. Or my dad knew someone. Or your brother or, knew right. someone. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, I look back on even just my own personal past, and, um, you know, I, I was able to, here at Hawthorne, I was able to contact one of the um, building principals here before I even applied and asked some questions. And the reason I had that contact readily available because my mom used to be a substitute teacher here. Right. So I had that connection. Um, you know, my dad worked for Texas Instruments when I was growing up. So we were one of the first families on the block to have a computer. Mm-hmm. Well, here I am now, a director of instructional right. technology. I grew up with computers. Very interesting. Where a lot of my other, you know, friends down the street did not have one. So. We, we moved around. We traveled. I was able to travel around the world. So I have experiences that a lot of other people don't have, and I've been able to benefit from those. And that's what we're saying is that we need to build up the social capital of all students. All students. Um, because there are plenty of students, probably the majority of students, don't get those same kind of access to resources and networks and connections and things like that. So that's kind of what we're talking about today with the idea of social capital. 
I mean, this is a huge topic. Like, as John and I were talking before, I have a friend who um, knew someone in L.A. who worked for the film industry. So they went to, I don't know, Universal Studios or something, brought their son who witnessed a film editor in action. So going through the film, talking to this boy, he was very young. He was on a career path from that moment on. Went to UCLA, went and graduated with a film editing degree. I didn't even know yeah. there was one of them, but is now in LA doing film editing. Yeah. This, these are the kind of opportunities we're talking about that not all students have. So, and not all students can go to UCLA or right. you know travel to California, or but we do have opportunities to expose students to different jobs and to at least see there are millions of things that you can do with your skills. You like art, you like music, you like technology, whatever a student has. We need to open up that window and say there are a multitude of things out there that you could be interested yeah. in. And technology can do that, right? Yeah. Like we talk about virtual um, visits and things like that. Yeah. Where um, Let's talk about like ways that we are doing this now like mm -hmm. building up social capital for students right now so i the first one i think about is like our science olympiad right like yeah. it's an e we have people come in from the outside usually abbott work like people who have some scientific background or engineering they work with our students they um talk about their jobs and we're starting to build social capital yeah what what other ways have we like done? I'm trying to think of other ways that we are already doing these kinds of things like authors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when we do like author visits and we have virtual field trips or actual field uh -huh. trips, things like that. You know, when students get to go see something in action and they get to talk to an expert, they get to I remember, you know, back when I was in the classroom, like we would go to the Navy Pier Chicago uh -huh. Shakespeare Theater and there were a few of those times where it was a specific school trip, so they were ready for schools to come after the play was over. The oh, yeah. Yes. would actually come out and do a Q&A with the students that were there. Mm -hmm. And so I think examples like that, you know, if, if we take kids to, um, I'm just thinking of the different companies and right. things we have in our backyard. We have CBW, oh we gosh. have Abbott, we have all kinds Hewitt, of different opportunities. Right. We have, the, we have the Chicago Bears. We have right. everything in our backyard. Um, you know, I think going down Route 60, just all those different companies that are there. Um, you know, and, Rustolium. And, yeah, Rustolium <laughs> is just down the street. So, so we have all these different examples of area businesses that I I would imagine, and I know from talking to my sister. Yeah. My sister works at one of them. That they have all kinds of mandates to right. make Help. these community relationships, to work with schools, to you know, to encourage all these types of things. And so I think that is an untapped potential that we have in our community. I think Vernon Hills in particular, this area, we have so much of that right. in this area. There are so many little startup businesses and you go back into those mm -hmm. corporate parks, um, you know, kind of back behind like where Target is right. and, and all of that. There's so much back there um, and there's so much that we're just not using. Right, and yeah. I feel like we are scratching the surface. Yeah. Like, like even when I think back to those days where we had career day, which yeah. was fantastic. We had people coming in, but like, I love how this, the book that we are talking about, yeah. Who You Know, Unlocking Innovations That Expand Student Net Networks, is also about mentoring yeah. and about building relationships. So it's not a one and done. Right. It's like, I spark some interest in engineering. Mm -hmm. Who can mentor me? Who can help me set my course to try right. some different things? Because 
we that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. We're talking about building relationships, yeah. social capital. So think, and, they, and they talk about in there like some technology tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me as the tech guy, I always got to bring it up. Um, <clears throat> they talk about some technology tools that can help with that. And that's this book was written before um, remote learning mm-hmm. and everything else. But there are some things about what we did during remote learning that work well. Yeah. Things like blended learning, being yes. able to have virtual um, classes or virtual oh uh, mentorships with people. I mean, you can't always go to where the people are, exactly. but we have the technology to bring the people to us. So that's one of the things they talk about is using virtual field trips, using mm-hmm. virtual mentorships to bring it into the school. Um, they even talk about, I know we've got the, the electives coming up right. for the new schedule next year. They even talk about going so far as having um, online electives yeah. where the students are being taught by would, an industry oh expert awesome. for those. Can you imagine I, like a chef yeah. online? And I know they were doing a lot of that even at CLC where they right. have a lot of online classes. Yeah. But that mentorship, that coaching, mm-hmm. that the relationship part is the yeah. huge part. Yeah. Um, what I also like from in the book, they talk about like community projects. Yeah. And as we always talk about rigor, relevance, mm-hmm. application, transfer. So we just had our sixth grade. It was on the news yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Was on CBS. One, no. It was on CBS. Oh, nice. Yeah, about how the sixth grade students wrote to the police department about they used to be writing about just having a canine, and then yeah. they switched. I didn't know this. They switched their um, goal to have more of an emotional support dog. Okay. And then the police department has a dog. And, okay. Um, I think it's Billy. I think the dog's name is Billy. Okay. Right. But. But talking about that community outreach, the police department was here yesterday. They talked to students. They had some time to do that. So, but a community project where we meet multiple people who work in our community, Mm -hmm. we're working together, we're collaborating. I love that Mm -hmm. idea of community projects. And we're just, I mean, the the proximity of our schools to, we are very close. We're close to the police department. Right. We're close to the village. We're close to the library. I mean, libraries. If you and I'm not just saying this because I'm married to a librarian, but libra- <laughs> libraries are way different than they used to be. It's not just go in and check out a book. Libraries have done a really good job of making these connections. Right. You, we walk into any public library now, and they are constantly doing um, craft events, or they're doing um, you know learn how to learn how to make your own movie, mm-hmm. or learn how to do this, and like you can check tools out from the library, like all kinds of all opportunities. Kinds. And our schools are within walking distance of something like that. We so the different resources that we mm-hmm. have available to us. But the important part of this too is how do we build that up for our students? Like we mm-hmm. as teachers, we as educators, we can make all those different connections. But also how are we getting our students ready to make those connections themselves? Yes. Because eventually they're going to leave my class. Right. And Mr. Reed is no longer, Mr. Reed has them for one year. Right. And I can help them for one year, but then beyond that, I need to teach them how to do some of these networking Absolutely. things themselves. So even building in things like communic- their communication skills, Absolutely. their emotional intelligence. Um, they're, they're writing they're, a letter, requesting right. to meet them. Right. An email. How do you mm-hmm. write a formal email introducing yourself? Can yeah. we can I talk to you about A, B, and C? Yeah. Even something as as simple as something we all do is group work. Uh-huh. You know, encouraging group work and helping that use that group work intentionally to kind of develop those skills. Because um, one of the other things in this book that I read, they talk about the difference between what they call strong ties and weak ties. Mm-hmm. And basically, if you're not sure what those are, the strong ties are, those would be like 
your best friends. Those would be like your spouse, your best friends, your parents, like the people that are mm -hmm. always there. You know you can count on, you've got a deep relationship with them. Your weak ties are the people that I went to high school with 20 plus years ago that I maybe see, <laughs> I may, Facebook I may, friends. my Facebook <laughs> friends, that I've maybe seen three or four times since then. And what the book talks about is, while it's really important to have those strong ties, mm -hmm. it's equally important to oh, yes. continue to have those weak ties. Sure. People that you know, maybe you don't talk to all the time, but hey, we, we sat in and we did a group project together at the mm -hmm. beginning of our eighth grade uh, year, and now I'm looking to go get a job somewhere and in I high see school. You do this. Oh, and I see they're working over at Subway, yes. so I'm gonna maybe I can ask and see if they right. can help me get an application and a, weak ties like that. Where uh, and, it's and awesome. they did some studies that it showed while you find your most fulfilling relationships with your strong ties. I want to say it was over half the people that, that when they studied people that had their current jobs, over half of those people said that they got they helped get their current job through From a week tie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I remember, um, speaking of week ties, but I remember it had to be 20 years ago, Kids Castle was being built in Vernon Hills. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. if it, it, is, it was like a park yeah. that was way beyond, yeah. like it was so innovative. Yeah. And the entire community got together mm -hmm. and volunteered and they would have meetings with engineers. Yeah. It was the coolest, like here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing mm -hmm. it. I remember my kids were probably four and five years old. Everybody was hammering and yeah. putting things together. I still have those community ties. I did not know half of the people. Mm -hmm. I see them now in jewelry. Those are all ties where I can say, how are your kids, what's mm -hmm. going? Those are huge mm -hmm. ways. And we know people too who are connectors, right? right? Who will say, hey, if you know anyone who needs a job here, here, and here, or is interested in this, talk to me because I do this. So like be that connector too for yeah. other people. As you know, I always say about teaching, like to all young girls that I meet, like it is the most fulfilling, rewarding job. Like if you ever wanna talk about it, I can tell you about like how fun and joyful it really is. So we talked about that. So networking events too, she yeah. talked about. And I feel like Kids Castle was like a networking event. Like we oh, had yeah. people yeah. from everywhere. We had um, painters and construction people and engineers and moms and dads mm -hmm. and kids and vendors who yeah. would come out and like serve everyone ice cream. Mm -hmm. What a networking event. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. So I think one of the takeaways from this podcast episode is uh, for you as a classroom teacher, or if you're a parent and you're listening yes. to this, think of or try to try to think of some ways can you incorporate this into your class or as a parent how can you get your kids involved or at least exposed to places where they can you know not just experience a place or a right. thing but talk to the people talk that are doing it network. Like, have those relationships and if they're interested continue to build those relationships mm -hmm. continue to keep in touch with those people um, and I think just just using any of these skills that we've talked about these strategies as a classroom teacher as a parent um, that's only going to serve your kids well because that is you know it is the basic mandate of a school to teach the what, what it um, I'm trying to remember what George W. Bush said back in 
uh, No Child Left Behind. It was teach the yeah. basics and teach it well. Yes. Um, and so we teach the basics. Right. But we this is more than just the basics, and it's I I would argue it's needed just as much. I think this is quality pieces. of life, yeah. right? Is yeah. all of these relationships? I think about even our networks, like mm -hmm. technology, what absolutely the ones that we build with Apple people yeah. and other schools. This is where we're learning, expanding. This is what we need for our students. We need them to see real world people, to make those connections, to expand what they think they could do. Like yeah. we need to quadruple that, multiply it, multiply it, multiply it, and we need to do it with other people. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody, thank you so much thank for being you. with us. Uh, we will see you back here next week. I think we're back on uh, D for Drive Yay. for next week. So beep, beep. we're starting over again. So we'll see you back here again next week. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? <laughs>